Do I sound okay? Am I loud enough? Yeah, you sound great. And actually, when you hit that repair, it kind of took off the background noise. So I think there's a noise gate on Clean Fade, which is great. Oh, good. Can you hear my farts? Uh, I can't hear them. Well, that's good. I did Well, I didn't fart, so. Oh, well, you little liar. <laughs> you liar. I can't. I can see your face. You can't really see mine because I got my stupid microphone right in my face. But I can. I can see as much of your face as I want to see. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> uh, welcome everybody to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Balderdash. Hey, John. This is episode thirty. 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 Holy you got By the way, you got to. You got to go a little closer to your microphone. Well, sorry. I stepped back. You know, to celebrate. Yeah. And is if, that better? Yeah, I'm turning up your gain a little because I think part of the problem too is that you're not a close talker. No, I like to move. Yeah, and so, and I'm trying to stay next to my microphone, which is probably why I come out way too loud. So there's an equilibrium there, but we'll see if we can get there. Anyways, man, how you doing, ladies and gents? I'm good. Yeah, you're in your new place. I am. Can you see it next to the Griffins? No, who's the Griffins? Huh? What are you talking about? PETA. PETA Griffin. Oh, they're they from Rhode Providence? Island. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't oh, know no, that? They're from, no, they're from um, something Quahog. Yeah, but it's like Rhode something. Island. It's a, it's a whole state. I know, but <laughs> it's, it, like, it's in Rhode more... Island is, is where it's supposed to be from. I mean, it's not that big of a state. It's like the size of Tacoma, but yeah. Yeah, but you know. It smells, a bit, East smells a bit like it too. Patriot but there's cool fans. weird people here. Oh, yeah. Screw those people. <laughs> Sorry, the Hawks suck anyways. Hawks suck. Did they lose today? I didn't watch. They were losing. I wasn't really watching either. I was out in the shop. Yeah. So. Well, I don't apparently know. out here they don't care about the Seahawks. Yeah, well, that's so, good. Shocking. That's anyway. Good. They should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, I'm, all, I'm all set up in my loft. There's bricks. Wow. And, uh, and people apparently... My upstairs neighbors like to listen to EDM midday while they're they're, oh. they're not dancing because I can't hear like the thump 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 of their feet. Yeah. All I hear is the the joy of living in a condo. I know the worst. Who listens to EDM just because? Like you know what I want to do? I'm gonna do some dishes, listen to EDM, maybe plant some flowers. Yeah, what's wrong with that? No, it's fucked up. You know when you listen to EDM, it's after you're on ecstasy. I don't get it. It's like, what are you doing? That that's what you're like. Oh, it's laundry time. Oh, maybe they're just I mean, covering I, up that they're having sex. Why would you cover that up? I mean, and also that's a really fast rhythm for sex. I, I mean, you don't know. Well, maybe. Let, hold on. Let me think. Let me let me grind it out. Oh no, that's good rhythm actually. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> that's. But as a 43-year-old man, I can gross. keep that up for about one bar. <laughs> I don't believe that for one second. <laughs> I'm a prolific lover. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard that, but... Uh... Oh, moving on. <laughs> I will ask. Prolific. Actually, prolific is probably not the right word, because I think that means that you like do it a lot um, and all over the place. Prophylactic with... lover. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I like to pretend... Uh, but... Um, so Rhode Island's nice. Yeah, I heard. I heard. It's nice. Which... It's lovely. <laughs> Actually, it's not so bad. I I enjoy it here. It's like it's a little Boston. Last night I had dinner in Little Italy. Nice. We have our own Little Italy. Yeah. 
uh, unlike actual Boston, there's no lines. No, cool. I hate lines. It's the thing I hate the most. I hate lines. So I never go to Disneyland unless I have a broken foot and then I'll go to Disneyland. Yeah. Cause then I, cause I can get the handicap. Age. I have the age. I have age. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> always sunny. One of my favorites. Oh my gosh. Always sunny. That shows ridiculous. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, so far so good. I don't have hardly any furniture. Uh, here's a fun fact. Fun fact. My friend Bill likes to find garbage at the dump and then repurpose it to other people. Oh, cool. Yeah. So what, what, a, what kind of garbage furniture do you have? Uh, he gave me a dining room table that actually is pretty great. It's like two leaves. So they, so they have the, their city dump in Sherborne, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And, um, they have a, like a still usable goods shop. Okay. It's like a warehouse where like, if something is like being brought there to be thrown away, but it's still useful, they put it in there and you can come take things for free. So it's like a give and take place. And so he, I was like, I'm moving in. He's like, what do you need? I don't don't know. Nothing from the dump. And they brought me a table from the dump, from the dump. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's funny. It's, it's, it, it sounds terrible yeah because of what we think of as the dump but mm-hmm. it's a pretty um affluent area and so some pretty expensive things will show up there just because people are like i bought a 500 hundred dollar lawnmower used it one season and didn't take the gas out of it and now it won't start and they drop it off there is that where or, people from uh, martha's vineyard dump their stuff off no that's a whole different place that's oh. that's where florida dumps their stuff oh florida uh, dumps their stuff <laughs> off there See what I did there? I saw. I saw those, Florida, poor, actually, those poor rich people I mean, in Martha's Vineyard. I mean, to be fair, Florida dumps Texas's stuff off there. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god! Hold on one second, stupid cat. Let's get. It's de- definitely your cat. Yeah, hold on. I don't have a cat. Wes is gonna go kick the cat. This is gonna be fun. He is on the run. Well. That was fun. Dumb cat. Was mitts? Yeah, mittens. Someone left the basement door open, so she decided to come down here and bother me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, cool. And then you did. Uh, well, we'll get into that in a moment. Um, since this is beer, bourbon, and balderdash, uh, should we start with our beer tonight? Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, do you want to do the beer first or the bourbon first? <laughs> you stupid son of a... <laughs> Let's do the beer first. It is well, like, called... Is... That seems like great, too. That's for you, Helen. Thank you. I love you and I miss you. Yeah. Um, She's not there? Yeah, so... No. I thought she was going to come. She Well, when she gets here next weekend... Stop. Do not come. <laughs> Twice. That was Kamala Harris. Do not come. <laughs> Uh, um, okay. And then, uh, you never heard that when she was telling the people in Mexico no. not to come up. Oh yeah. 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 And she said, do, do not, not come, come here. Do not come. <laughs> yeah. Do not come. That's Worst a great porno ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then Joe Biden, he's going to give you the whole load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Trump shows up with his huge dumps. Yep. Dumps, massive dumps, dumps, massive dumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we live in such a fucking clown world. Seriously, where are these morons that are in charge? <sighs> no, dude, morons voted them in. I know. That's, what is wrong? 
That's just it. We're we're in a different what timeline. Is that is yeah. my uh, favorite conspiracy theory that I think is possibly true: is that the Holodin Collider went online, and uh, we jumped a timeline, and now we're on this ridiculous timeline. Multiverses. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, but is that a conspiracy theory, or is that just like hopeful fantasy physics? <laughs> hopeful fantasy. <laughs> no, theoretical physics sounds way more delightful. Yeah. Hopeful fantasy. Why is it hopeful if you think it sucks? Because that means that there was a better timeline and we unfortunately got stuck. So that means we can maybe get back and we turn it on and reverse it. Mm, I don't know that if that's we the way spin it works. the wheels backwards, the speedometer goes backwards too, right? Uh, yeah, like in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> Good reference. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> if there's an alternative timeline where I didn't get kicked in the nuts, getting kicked in the nuts now still sucks. Yeah, that's true. So it was like orgasmic getting kicked in. That's an orgasmic. We got to test this theory. How, how come I'm the same in this timeline? That sucks. (laughs) (laughs) How come everything else is worse, but I didn't get better or worse. I just stayed the same uh, theory disproved. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I like that. All right. What are we, what are we drinking tonight, buddy? So part of the, uh, challenge of doing this content, uh, cross-country nonsense is that uh, we have to travel with beers to make sure or beers and bourbons to make sure that we can um, get them on both sides and one of the beers that I've liked for a really long time and this is not new to me um, and Helen likes this beer too uh, there's a brewery in Maine called Allagash mm-hmm. and uh, this is their Allagash White which is pretty prolific in the in New England uh, and it's a pretty solid beer so I thought this is a good one to, uh, to start with uh, just because it's a, a known loved beer it's good light beer yeah. not light beer like natty ice but it's no, a no, good no. light flavored beer and enjoyable yeah. beers so let's pop it open and give it a try oh oh yeah this this Woo. made it all the way i think i put did i put these in my carry-on yeah you probably oh, no. you would have to no i couldn't have in my check bag i checked these oh yeah you can't put it yeah you're right you're right. check bag yeah check dumb yeah. no you i checked bait we did uh jeez how many gallons of whiskey do we bring back from Tennessee? Quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm not putting mine in a glass because I forgot. So I'm going to drink it straight from the can like a hobo. What a fucking hobo. Is this your first day? Yeah. My, yep. My first day. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. This is from the only other on, Portland, huh? Only, only in this timeline. Let's, yeah, let's see. That's right. Timeline. I put, in a, I put a timeline. D on that. <laughs> timeline. Uh, yes. Uh, I think they're out of Portland. Uh, let's see. Uh, wit beer. Oh, you're drinking it already. Cheers. Love you. Cheers. Love you. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a blue moon. Yeah, pretty much. Coriander and Coraco. It's a Belgian style wheat beer. Yep. With coriander and Coracho. Coracho? Is that C with the little thing on the tit with the tail? Is that a sh? I think, I think it's carousel. Carousel, orange peel. Sow. Sow. I, I could be wrong, but that's the way um, Big Brad, drummer of the uh, super famous Pie Holes. Pie Holes. Uh, that's the way he would say it. So I would assume that's the, the correct way, but it's probably not right. But anyway, because, you know, as Americans, we're right. Then fuck you for saying we're wrong. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. That was rude. I'm sorry. I apologize <laughs> to all of my uh, non native brethren but i like this beer oh i like it's a it wheat too. beer yay yeah 
The white comes from um, they use Caucasian. Yes, it's made for weak pallets. Careful. <laughs> careful. Okay. No, it's um, conquerors. They use, they use a, a raw wheat in the mash. Yeah. And it creates a really like kind of a creamy white head. Um, like almost. Yeah. A white. Mm, let's quit it. Um, and so it's like a really like usually, you know, when you when you pour a beer, the head on the beer is a little bit beer colored. It's generally pretty white, but a little bit beer colored on um, these beers. The wheat creates a lot of tension and create, makes it really frothy. Stop it, Wes. You're so gross. Why are you such a child? Sorry, I'll put it away. <laughs> nothing nothing no nope, i don't want to silence that it is that big like i thought a, it was just going to take you a while like a swinging club for it to pop out like a club soda <laughs> 12 ounce can uh it's a grower not a shower folks that's right anyway this is a good beer it's around <laughs> have it yeah if it's around, you should have it. You know, I honestly, uh, the last couple of days, um, I've been looking at it like, oh, I just want to crack one of these open and jerk mm-hmm. it because it looks so refreshing. And it hasn't been warm per se. It's It's been nice here, sunny, but like in the low 70s, like perfect, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, been... They, um, yeah, this is a great beer for uh, those nice mid-temperature days, even a hot day. It's a good refreshing beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was perusing their website and they have a thing that says, should I put a slice of fruit in the Allagash White? And Rob Todd founded Allagash Brewing in 1985 and released oh. one beer, Allagash White. So this was their first beer. This and one right here? We, this Belgian order one, Yeah, this is their very first beer. Oh. This is the one beer they had when they opened. Uh, and they get asked, should they put fruit in it? Because like you pointed out, um, it's a bit like a blue moon. Yeah. And you put a orange like, Typically slice. people put an orange slice in a blue moon. And so they asked him if they should put fruit in it. And he said, I don't put any fruit in Allagash White. We add coriander, carousel, orange peel during brewing. And if we want more fruit in the beer, we we definitely put it in there. So is that a yes? his point, <laughs> no, his point is if there should be more fruit, it would be brewed with more fruit. So don't add more fruit. Oh, I like that. I like that. You tell him. Except he said, that being said, I always appreciate when servers ask, would you like fruit in your beer? Because there's a level of enjoyment that people get from putting a slice of lemon or yeah. orange in their beer. Yeah, they probably do. I mean, it sounds like he's like, I don't give a fuck. You want it in there, put it in there. Yep. Just make sure you ask consent first. It's uh, really orangey. I like the coriander. I'm a fan of coriander. Mm-hmm. I like that flavor. Um, I do too. That's a yummy beer. Yeah, And wheat beer. Can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I like the Belgian style beers that are lighter and they have a little uh, uniqueness. It's not just like a malt and hot bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I think like my German neighbor might even like this. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, Max. You might still like a Franziskana. We're going to have to have Max on. I'd like to have uh, him give me a perspective on his uh, America versus all the other countries he flies to. He's a pilot, so he goes to Korea in Germany and uh, Middle East, and he's all over the place. So I would really like his perspective on some of these things. I think it's good. Is he a communist? Uh, I don't think so. That's good. Most Germans aren't commies. They're socialists. No, I, I like mean, not that kind of socialist, not the uh, national socialist. <laughs> but, That's uh, a different one. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's a, well, you know, would... but uh, I think, uh, I think he sees things from a very, uh, kind of 
more open perspective than hard line. I'm this or that or left or right or blue or red. So I like that. I don't like the blue and red, the, the side by side, the onesie twosies. It's like, isn't it? I think Canada has something like 24 political parties. And I'm not saying that's better. That seems worse. Yeah, that does seem worse. But, but at least there's like options and it's not just like pick your team, no yeah. matter how shitty they are. You don't like your team. At least there's 23 other options to pick from. Well, it really shows how gamified the United States political system is. It's very mm-hmm. gamified. You have to pick a team. If you're on that team, even if you don't like your team members, you're dedicated to that team and your team has to win. You know what I mean? It's like you yeah. watch football. You you know, okay, I live in Seattle. I guess I'm going to vote for the Seahawks because it's my team. I don't really like the Seahawks. Uh, maybe I don't like the players on it. Maybe I think the quarterback sucks. But, you know, it's my home mm-hmm. team, so I'm going to be a hard line Seahawks fan and oh yeah that's how I feel about political parties we're just it's just gamified it doesn't it's not rational it's just you know that's my team it is and well and people do that thing where it's like your team could do no wrong and they're like such homers about everything that happens yeah. and it's like but even if they call, know that they do it wrong they're like eh. well there's there's always that the thing that I hate is like <laughs> yeah, when a call goes asshole. against him it's like oh they're they're against us. So like the refs are, are just out to get us. It's sure. like, no, your team just fucking sucks. Yeah. Like just admit that it was bad. Well, even with the immigration call. thing that's going on, you know, on one hand, I think it's kind of funny that Republican states are sending, uh, these immigrate, these, uh, migrants to the uh, sanctuary cities who at one point in time were like, bring them all. Even, uh, old Beetlejuice over there in Chicago was like, we'll take them all from Texas. Who wants to live in Texas? And so they send them up there and they're like, wait a minute, we're having a crisis. On one hand, I think it's funny. On the other hand, I think, why are we trafficking these people and using human beings as these pawns? Yeah, that's the shitty this whole thing. Now this is really shitty. I understand what they're doing, but it's like. They're using people, man. you are like trying to gain points by doing shitty things to other human beings. You're using desperate people who are trying to get out of a a, a shitty country. That's the part I don't. As a political pawn to score mm-hmm. points with your base. So on yeah. the one hand, like I said, I think it's funny because people who say they're a thing and then they get their comeuppance and then they're like, wait a minute, we don't really like this. That's funny. Yeah, but, but when you're using that. human beings, nobody said that, that's though. when it's like, the worst. This is the thing that's ridiculous is these assholes like DeSantis are shipping these people to other places and tra- thinking they're getting these you gotchas. And the people that are there are like, we accept these people. We'll help these people, but fuck you for using people as political pawns. Like they're still accepting of the people, Chicago, Seattle, DC. They still want them there. What they don't want is random busloads of people showing up without any warning. So it's like you had the foresight to put them on a bus, but you didn't bother to call ahead so that the services could be there to help them out. That's the fucked up part. Well, people don't usually call when they go to a city first. They just show up. But they don't choose to go there. They get put on buses and sent there. I know. It's that's shitty. The, that's the shitty part. And those cities aren't like the cities aren't saying we don't want them. The cities are saying, like, if you're gonna ship them here, let us know. But there's this political game where it's like mm-hmm. trying to score points by being shitty to people and trying to like throw people under the bus and yeah. make them look bad and hoping that somebody says, Oh no, I don't want these people here now because it's hard on me, even though I said because there are to be fair, there are a lot of fucked up asshole people, people, politicians in Seattle specifically that I've named before that I hate that do the, oh, we can't do anything bad to people, but 
but then when it affects their own personal lives, they're like, well, we can do as many bad things as we want as long as yeah. it's next to my block. Well, it's let's fine. let's get rid of the police. I'll hire private security. Mm-hmm. Nimbies. Fucking yeah. Nimbies. 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 God bless Nimbies. Nope. So so nope. so in my perspective Fuck them. No, not in my backyard, John. No. Not in my backyard. No, I don't want them in my backyard. If your dog gets to poop in your backyard, I can poop in your backyard too. I had a, a person long ago before the uh before the pandemic <laughs> I was uh they commented something on Instagram and uh I was following them and they they were talking about well their whole their whole timeline was about, you know, helping the homeless and fuck the police and all this stuff and then they started complaining about um the homeless problem and how the city should do something about the homeless and at least find a park for them to you know, to maybe live while they figure all this out. And I said, why don't you just open up your backyard to all this? So, you know, cause you're very for this. So I just open up your butt and their response was fuck you. And I was like, mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't, see. I wasn't trying to be an asshole. I was just like, Hey, I mean, you're for this. Like you should maybe open up your home yeah. to this. It was like maybe six months ago. There was, uh, uh, they were clearing a camp in Georgetown and there were protesters. And there is a gal there who's protesting the clearing of it. And the reporter said, uh, well, you know, why don't you open them up to your house if you have the space? And she said, okay, I will. And basically invited people to come and stay with her. Not specifically, but it was like on camera and knee jerk. Yeah. And then she was mad because she felt like she was entrapped. Like, oh, <laughs> like because she he got put her on the spot. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, sure. And I then mean... people actually showed up at her house. <laughs> it's like, well, well, I mean, you stupid. So, <laughs> like, but that's like that's, these are the idiots that are like out there protest. Oftentimes, people that are protesting things aren't actually providing any solutions or no. help, or they're protesting in a very specific virtue way. Signaling. It's like one sided. It's virtue uh, signaling. I just, yeah, I want to be a good person. I want to be on TV and everyone to think I'm good. I care about what mm-hmm. people think about me. So, well, fun. Pe- <clears throat> do you care about what people think about us? Uh, rarely. I think there's only a couple mm. people that I actually care that what they care about me, but most of the time I don't give a fuck what people think about me. I don't give a fuck. Is that a song? That's gotta be a song. I don't, I don't give a fuck. 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 <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Drop a beat. You heard, heard it here first. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. 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 Okay. <laughs> That's the EDM. Tell your neighbor to start spinning that EDM. We'll rap to it. Yeah. Pump <laughs> pump it up. Pump up the gym. Fuck, 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 fuck. All right. On that note, let's try the bourbon. Now, I wanted, you're going to talk about this because I actually didn't do anything about it because you brought this. This is the Lazy River Kentucky Straight Bourbon, yeah. which, by the way, we can find at Total Wine & More in Seattle. Yeah. We have Total Wine & More that, uh, up near State of Bill's house that um, had, actually is a really good selection, so. Um, that's where I found this, which is fantastic. I actually don't know any to trying to pack full bottles of bourbon and whiskey back and forth across the country. Yeah. Uh, these tiny little bottles. Um, and I, I would like to note that when I brought this up and shared it with you, you had very large concerns about the volume of, of whiskey that was available <laughs> in these b- bottles. <laughs> uh uh-uh. <laughs> Well, it's just one. What if I want more? I'll, I'll give you two. Well, what if I want more than two? Yeah. But anyway, I've never <laughs> had this before. <laughs> and so this is what you got. <laughs> All right. So these are, you know what I did the other day? 
By the I way, I did I did give you bottles of stuff that I bottled here for you to take there I know. in the small. I know those so. little bottles. They're bigger bottles. They're respectable size. Pours. They're like two shots because we did. Yeah, it's that. perfect. Yeah, I I not the same bottle, but I had one of these tiny airline bottles. Yeah. Uh, the other day, and I didn't have any bourbon. In, like the day I moved in, I just wanted a little bit of whiskey. Yeah. And I poured one of these out into a glass, and I was very disappointed in the volume. I'm sorry. Which means that I might be an alcoholic. <laughs> Because I'm drinking my whiskey like wine. <laughs> Ooh. Or heavy pours. Have you found that you're drinking a little bit more while you're over there? Or drinking less? Uh, probably probably a little more. Yeah. Just because it's like, uh, I need to sleep or uh, I'm bored. Uh, I think mostly because I I get a little stressed out when I'm away from my... my I'm like, I'm way out of my comfort zone and I miss my Helen. And, oh, uh, yeah. and it does get lonely. Yeah. Like kind of by myself in this giant place so yeah uh and like it's easy to lean on drinking even like going out with friends it's like let's go out for a drink that's easy to lean on that yeah um and so i've been trying hard not to um but sometimes yeah for sure like today i wasn't going to drink at all and then i got a reminder (laughs) on my phone that there was that bourbon release party and then and you know did you go by yourself no i met up with my friend debbie there because it was like we were going to do it together she yeah. doesn't drink bourbon, but she's she's fun to hang out with. So. Did you win that velvet rope? I don't know. They're gonna do the what raffle. What do you mean you don't know? Well, they've been they've been selling raffle tickets all week. Oh, and then they'll do the raffle. I think they said at close tonight. So okay. I hope I get that velvet robe. I'll wear that shit all the time. Oh, cool! Like like out. Yeah, I'm going out on the town with it. It's a robe. Uh huh. Oh, oh I thought you said rope. No, robe. when I talked to you, and I was like, "Oh, what do you mean?" No robe. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, like a smoking robe. jacket almost. That sounds know, sexy. I, it is. If you win it, I'll buy you an ascot. Robe. I'll buy you a nice fancy ascot. Mm, how do you know I don't already have one? Because no, you, you probably do. I, you know who I love? Fred. Fred from Scooby Doo. Uh huh. Oh. That's the one. The other one you could have said was um uh not the ropers, not the ropers, but uh, Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley. From Three's oh Company. Gosh. He always had what an ascot on. God, mm-hmm. Don Knotts. What a what, what a, a gem. All right, so we're doing Lazy River. So I'm going to pour right. mine into my glass. Glug 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 yeah. glug. Mine is in a whiskey glass slash jam jar. Oh nice. Nice. All right. It's just like grandma was to drink it. Yeah. Just like uh, grab it. it. Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, smells good. Oh, it does smell nice. All right. Lazy River distilled in Kentucky. Bottled by Distillers Products. That's probably because it's in that little 50 milliliter bottle. There's a funny description on this that starts with I was cruising the bottom shelf at a local liquor warehouse. Oh, really? That's where they found this. It's not a bad pour. Look, that's a pretty good no. pour. That's all right. I think it's maybe it's my glassware that's making it look bad. Yeah, mine's all right. An actual thing. Oh, I don't cheers! Have a, cheers! Ooh, you're sounding better. Hmm. Sweeter. Mm-hmm. Hits the top of the tongue. Tip of the tongue. Hmm. It's got a. Oh, there's something unique about that. It's almost like nutty. Yeah, yeah. 
like it's it's almost uh it's like that it's kind of like that peanut butter whiskey but without the sugar without the sweet hmm you're right of course i'm right i know actually it also has like a hate to say this but like a (laughs) all-purpose cleaner type oh yeah there's a bit of a green kind of like a like a simple green green, yeah a little bit of a green flavor yeah like a cleaner i mean it's not bad you're i mean the only reason why i go to that is because you know you're you're pulling your brain's pulling it's descriptive familiar smells and you know Mm -hmm. maybe i take a hit of simple green every now and then why wouldn't you it's all natural yeah i gotta clean clean it out so so this is funny makes my poop slide out better that's nice. I like knowing about your butt. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> so this says uh, there's no commercial information about this available. <clears throat> no websites, nothing. Hmm. It's listed as a Kentucky straight bourbon, which implies at least an origin and aging process of minimum two years residency in Kentucky. The labeling reveals it's bottled by Franklin Distillers Products. Franklin uh, LCD, Distillers? In Fairfield, California. Hmm. Yeah, not Franklin. Frank Lynn. Uh, Franklin Distillers doesn't list it as one of their products. It's a mysterious orphan of a bourbon. What are you reading this from? Oh, you're uh, reading it for Whiskey Reviewer. Whisk, yeah, Whiskey Reviewer. reviewer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read yeah. it from the distiller.com. All right. All right. Do it to it. Uh, Frank Lynn Distillers, Fairfield, California. Uh, it's distilled in Kentucky and then they ship it all the way across the country, like a bunch of bozos. Uh, like to package it. Yeah. It's one of many whiskeys that have been produced by the company since it opened in 1966. Their other offerings include the medley and Wathen brands of bourbon, which I've never even heard before. Nope. The bourbon is as produced anywhere in USA. That's clear. Mash bill of at least 51% corn because it has to be so. <laughs> stupid that's all the <laughs> distiller tells us so here's mm-hmm. here's the different taste it's got a 3.3 out of 5 uh some guy said it's smooth oh, this one gives it a b plus oh this guy says smooth that's over plus. ice a little spicy on the tongue but nice and oaky with a nice sweet aftertaste decent but you do need to let it breathe for a bit to air off its strong initial alcohol flavor no i could see that <laughs> That's a good review. I like it. I don't yeah. mind it. It's not. It's not bad. It is caramel. Th- is vanilla. I, f- I feel like it's a. Like it's not one that you crave, but it's one you would drink. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, priced well. I just want to have a glass of whiskey. Yeah. What is the price on total wine and more? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna look. This said it was oh total wine. Oh, it's forty dollars. No, there's no way. Yeah, forty dollars, thirty nine ninety nine. Oh. I think there's better at that price point. I think there's better. Like it's not bad, but I do think there's better at forty dollars. Yeah, I agree. I agree to that, sir. Whiskey, bourbon, and scotch. Hmm. I recently bought a scotch. I was in the mood for a nice scotch, and I got the Lotte by Budalachi. Oh. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. Did, did Did you drink it all in one shot? Uh, no, it was like a whole bottle, man. Jeez. Louise. Well, that's funny. Kentucky allocated <laughs> and produced and aged in Bardstown, Kentucky. From where? Bardstown. Oh. 
Okay. That's where it was. Yeah. I don't know. Limited allocation of 7,000 cases. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know. I think it's funny it's in these tiny bottles because this, it, it, like it's a plastic bottle. It's like some of them, they're now they're doing them in nicer little bottles of glass ones, but this is a plastic bottle. So it's like, are they trying to make it airplane friendly? Yeah. I mean, they Maybe might be. Spirit Airways. Or, you know, for people like us that just kind of want to try it, we don't want to like drop $40 plus $15 in taxes in order to try it. I don't this. have to. I live near near New Hampshire where there are no alcohol taxes. Oh, well. It's not worth the gas. Aren't to get you? There. Aren't you cool? No. No, I'm you're just cool. Saying. No, you're cool. Okay. That's nice of you to say. You're I cool. appreciate it. You're cool. I mean, you're you okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. So, okay. Well, let, cool. Let that sit. Yeah. I'm going to let it sit. I was trying I'm to see if there's sit. like a filter here on the uh, total wine and more. Oh, here. Uh, 40 and under. Shot by price on bourbons, 40 and under. Uh, let's see. Okay. Why is a I'm lot of this go with flavored whiskey? Tequila. <laughs> Two star. Two stars bourbon is better at $27. I like two stars. Okay. I've never had two stars. I've never oh, given you, you two a, stars. Uh, well, I, I don't know. You get that one star that one time. It was a, <laughs> I, it was a brown, brown star. Browns, gross. Oh my god, you're so gross. Oh, how about a twenty-five year Chivas? That's only four hundred dollars. What are you doing? You're rare. No, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I did the I did the rare one. <laughs> Colonel Colonel Lee Bourbon. Oh my goodness! Oh, that burp I just had was disgusting. I'm sorry. Was I'm it a bourbon burp? Did. I'm glad it. It's not a radio friendly burp. Oh, yeah, that was good. That's gross. Yeah, anyway, there's not there's not a lot actually to? under forty, so that sucks. Oh, Oregon Spirit. That's there's, not bad. Rye whiskey. Oh, Oregon Spirits is not under forty up here. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a little I, fifty milliliter I, one. It was like six dollars. Oh, I was like, never mind. Oh, nope. <laughs> I, I should no, probably thanks. I should probably do some more filters. Anyways, I'll get off of the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the porn sites say. Yeah, what do like, the porn sites say? Mm, I don't know. What's your take on bourbon? I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, go to go to Pornhub and search no, bourbon. No, I don't. I'm using my work laptop right now. I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, well, will they check? Will they know? How will they know? Uh, I don't know, but I don't want to find out. <laughs> it's Zoo Lily. They hide children inside their furniture and sell them for $10,000. Do you know what I do for a living? I'm sorry. It's never mind. I don't want to say your it's company's t- name. That's why I said Zoo Lily. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Zoo Lily. Or <laughs> L- Lululemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might. They might. They uh, it is. I I mean, honestly, it's not as smooth. It's actually really bitey. I know that I know that the conspiracy theory you're talking about, and yeah. it's one that cracks me up, um, especially now working there, mm-hmm. uh, because I see it happen, and it's not. <laughs> I'm going to talk shit about my company right now. It's it's not Zulu. because they're doing something shady. It's because they're incompetent. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's funny because, though. It's because their tech site like. I had a supplier that I managed that had a, a product in the U.S. that was like $300 or whatever it is. 
and then the exact same product in Canada was twelve thousand dollars. Oh my god! They sent me a screenshot of both pages, and they're like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> like, oh yeah, child really trafficking. Wrong with it? Not in Canada. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Canada doesn't traffic children. There's no. Yeah. No, they no, they don't. They're pure oh, and nice. God. Oh, I'm I'm sorry about that. I'll just, sorry, uh, it's sorry. What's, what's your uh, home address? I'll just send you. I'll give you a bus ticket. Let's see what's new. Sophia turned twenty-one. Oh yeah. Congratulations, yep. Sophia. Yep. Helen came over and celebrated with us. So it was nice to see mm-hmm. Helen's face. Um, it is a nice face. It is a really nice face. She's missing you. And my mom and dad and my brother. And so we had a good time. And then since then, I mean, Dana's taken, today Dana took Sophia out wine tasting at uh, one of the wineries Ooh. that were. So now Sophia can be uh, one of the people that we can take out. Um, The bridge opened today. That's a big, that's big news. Yep. Did you no, I didn't drive over it. I'll drive over it tomorrow. But yeah, so uh, the bridge is open now, so uh, we don't have to sit there and think everyone else is an asshole while driving on West Marginal, so that's cool. Um, now we can drive over a bridge and think they're an asshole. That's right. Uh, Dan and I went to Molly's bottle, bottle Shop yesterday uh, for a little afternoon wine Delight. tasting. And uh, man, there's some. this guy at the bottle shop picks some cool and unique uh French and Italian wines that were like super good. I was like, Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm so used to Washington wines, Mm -hmm. which I love. Uh, but some of these other grapes from Italy and France, he said Italy had something like 200 and something different varieties of grapes Mm -hmm. and France had like 80 something different variety of grapes. Um, so I was like, wow, this is pretty good. So we did that. That's fun. Yeah, and then we had an afternoon delight, and then nice. <laughs> oh, and I got uh, new boots, so I'm new boot goofing. Took them out yesterday. <laughs> uh, finally got a pair of cowboy boots that I've been wanting for a while. And, that is very uh, exciting news, Wes. I'm very Thank excited you. about them. I'm new boot goofing. Uh, oh my! <laughs> so, are they cowboy boots? Yeah, they're cowboy boots. Like proper shit kickers, or are they like urban or plastic? No, 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 no. They're proper shit kickers. Yeah, yeah. kid. So, are you I, gonna do the boot scootin' boogie? Yeah, I've been looking for places where Dan and I can learn how to line dance and square dance because I think that'd be fun. Your living room. Yeah, or uh, our living room, Meridian Grange. That'd be fun. Boot scootin' boogie. boogie. Yep. So I think that'd be fun. Get down, go to town. <laughs> Run around. Boot, Boot, scoot, scoot, and boogie. boogie. There you go, buddy. (laughs) So, yeah, we were just, um, that's all we've been doing. You've only been gone for like a week and a half or so. Mm. Two weeks, Mm. two weeks, or a week. When did I I come back? Yeah, you haven't been gone. Like a week and a half. Yeah. Like a week ago, Tuesday. Yeah, you haven't been gone. Almost two weeks. Oh, my God. It feels like it's been so long. I miss home a lot. Yeah. But fortunately, I have really great people here. So, yeah. I can't, can't complain too much. Well, there's really great people here, too. So, uh, and then the wine walk's coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. What day is that? Uh, that's the 23rd of September. Mm. Oh, right before, right before Helen heads back this way. That's next weekend. Yeah. Yep. Um, Does she go the 24th? Yeah. Yeah. Early. That's Dana and I's. That's our 23rd wedding anniversary is on the 24th. Mm. Yeah. And so. That's exciting. uh, yeah. Got big plans? Super exciting. No, not really. Mm. Um, and that's about all I got going on at the moment. So I yeah. got 
I don't have a huge work stuff. I know mine's mostly work and hanging out in this sweet <clears throat> condo. Yeah, you like it? Are, yeah. Uh, any, any ghosts are neat here? I actually really love that a lot of these condos are old mm-hmm. factories and mills. This is one of those, like sixteen foot ceilings and mm. more space than I need. Uh, got the internet, so that's good. No ghosts, um, but if you have neighbors like EDM, so that's basically a ghost. Just maybe as that's annoying. how they keep the ghost away. I would rather have a ghost. <laughs> What if you have a ghost, the ghost of raves? Oh, yeah. Ghost of raves past. (laughs) Like in the middle of the night, like just over, over top of you. Yeah. Fist pumping. Yeah. (laughs) Just glow sticks. (laughs) Yeah. Just Just floating glow sticks. sticks. That's funny. Oh, why does it smell like despair in here? Yeah. (laughs) Why does it smell like despair and gonorrhea? So. uh, Sweat and ecstasy. (laughs) Sweat and ecstasy. Ecstasy have a smell. I don't know. I've never done ecstasy. Have you ever done ecstasy? Like sex. No, I haven't. I think I was given ecstasy once, um, but in much too high of a dose for mm. it to be enjoyable. No. Is that the same thing as Molly? I think so, but I'm old <laughs> and I don't know. We don't do drugs. I ended up passing out on the grass in front of my apartment <laughs> building while I was trying to get me home. She was there and she knew that I didn't make a bad choice other than somebody decided to buy me a drink for my birthday this very short haired lesbian woman. And it was a pint glass full of bright blue alcohol. And I drank it all. And, and Helen, Oh, you got roofied. You didn't get yeah, mollied. Hel- you got, no, we probably got roofied. Helen later. Helen was like, Oh yeah, you definitely got drugged. Cause you went from like fun time, Johnny to like falling over. Oh can't yeah. Get up. Yeah. It was, it she was wanted bad. to use you as a human dildo. I don't think, so do you find it odd that lesbians don't like men, but they'll use dildos? No, dildos I think and penises. it's, a, I, th- I think it's, I think as men, we see it differently. Mm. Like I, th- I just think that the psychology of men is different than the psychology of a woman. I don't think I gay think... men will use fleshlights now that I know what that oh, is. Oh yes. No, I think they use butthole they... fleshlights. I don't think they'd use a vagina fleshlight. I don't think actually, I don't think they care. Honestly, I think there's a difference. Like, if with, you're gay, with, why would you want a vagina? You're just trying to get off. It doesn't matter. Same thing as like, why would you want your hand? It's a hand. It doesn't look like a mouth or a butthole. You're yeah, just, but it doesn't also look like a vagina. I thought it, not, I thought it disgusted not, them that it was a vagina. Vaginas. No, that's bullshit. <clears throat> but you're not staring at the fleshlight while you're trying to get off. You're just trying to get off. Mm. Whereas I think with women, it's more of an emotional connection than it is with men. Like, it, like a man could be like fucking a peanut butter filled knot hole and pretend it was something else and it would be fine with a woman. Gross, I know it doesn't quite work visual. the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But, but, but you get the point. <clears throat> I don't, but that's it's cool. Hey, I, uh, one of the topics that you wanted to talk about <coughs> moving on, uh, was how to overcome adversity. How'd you come up with how to overcome adversity? Um, I don't know. I was having a, a glass of gin that's what came into my brain. You're like overcoming adversity. Is there anything going on in your life that you feel like this is a relevant topic? That that feels really scripted. The way he said that. Nope. I'm just like, here's our lead. I'm asking open ended <laughs> questions because I can't. There's nowhere to go about adversity and do butt you, sex. Do you think? Do you nub. think that lesbians have to overcome the adversity of a gigantic dildo that looks like a penis? Do you think that upsets them? 
Well, it doesn't always look how like they, a penis. How do they Sometimes overcome? It's just, it's like it looks like a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Shape, yeah. How do they overcome? Yeah, is that an like, adversity? Like, how would will, you overcome adversity? Not specifically a dildo that is either spaceship, phallic, or penis-shaped, but uh, <laughs> how would you overall? Is that the segue you're looking for? Is that what you want? Is that what you wanted? How do you make sure you come when the thing that makes you come is not, do not come. in your face? I repeat, you don't. do not come. Uh <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, this this whole this whole cross country thing is challenging. That's um, uh, like there's a lot of challenges you can put in your face, and there's a lot like I I think uh, especially given our friends that are around and uh, the different things that they've struggled with over the last couple of years, and and then the, the talking to them about that and the things I struggle with now, and like how do you keep yourself from being paralyzed because of the challenge in front of you, like so easy to just give up. Like right. it's, it's hard to push forward. And how do you decide to just like go make it happen? Um, and you know, I've over the last week or so I've had my moments where I'm like, fuck this, I'm out, mm. you know, and Helen can attest to it. I've had conversations with her on the phone where I'm like, this sucks. You're going to quit. It's a mistake. I want to quit and I'm coming home. Um, but it really is. It's a very emotional moment and that's not the reality. Mm. Um, but it's like giving into those emotions and then letting it out and then thinking about it logically. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to give up. Uh, it's a challenge. Yes. But I can see like, it's really hard in the moment to see the end result that you're looking for. Hmm. You know, and I think that's where people get caught up so much is like right now it's hard and it's hard to see that the outcome is worth the challenge I'm going to put myself through to get there. You know, when like the easy answer right now would be like, oh, yeah, I'll just go find another job in Seattle and go home. And uh, yeah, sure, it'll be fine. Uh, and ignore what I would be giving up or this opportunity. And also ignoring the things like the benefits that I know Helen likes about us being out here with the place out here and being able to see her friends and her family. Mm-hmm. Like it would be really easy and very selfish of me to be able to say, nope, I'm out. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Um, but like looking at it bigger than just this one emotional moment. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. I was, <clears throat> as the, the teacher in me, uh, went to, um, went to look up what other people have said about, um, overcoming adversity and what is adversity. And, uh, part of what you've said just now is thinking kind of overall, like what's, what's important is one of the points that the, the person makes, and why you're doing a thing and having that kind of help motivate you to continue forward. Um, the, some other, some other points. And usually if, if I'm thinking, uh, the way my brain processes things is like, okay, adversity. Well, I want to know about adversity. So I go look up like, um, what are some adverse things? Uh, what are some ways in which people have described adversity, especially when it comes to like psychologists or philosophers and whatnot, and then how does, when has there been adversity in my life is kind of the next point. So over the last couple of hours in which you said this, I've been thinking a lot about it. And, um, and then I, how to overcome adversity is obviously the, um, the question that follows all the other questions, right? So like, if I know what adversity is, if I've seen adversity in my life, um, how do I overcome it? And have I done a good job of overcoming adversity? And so this guy 
uh, kind of pointed out uh, four things that I thought we could also kind of work off of. And some of the things that you've already said uh, in your explanation of, you know, the, the hard thing that you're doing right now. And I know you want to minimize, sometimes you minimize what you're going through, John, personally, Um, because you don't, I know you don't want to complain. I know you want to look on the bright side of it and stuff like that, but it is a a unique and hard and out of your comfort zone uh, situation that you put yourself in. And that's, and for the better, I think. Um, Although I miss you and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I want to make plans to do things. And I'm like, you know, I'm thankful that Helen's around. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> I miss John, um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it, but I know it's good. So in my mind, I'm thinking, no, but this is good for him. I think this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one point that the guy makes is to know yourself. So one of the ways to overcome adversity is to know who you are. So, so instead of, um, I guess instead of kind of, uh, people telling you who you are all the time. And this kind of came to the people pleasing thing. We talked about this uh, earlier Mm -hmm. in this episode, the people pleasing thing, or do you care what people think of you? Um, being sure of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, being sure of your own abilities. Um, not thinking that necessarily that you're right about everything, Mm -hmm. but knowing that what you believe is, is a foundation for you. Um, so not being dependent on external things. Um, I have to admit one of the things that, uh, a a person that I work with at work, uh, that they're frustrated with me is that I actually don't need this job. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause Dana does very, very well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like working and (laughs) they admitted to me kind of in a joking way that the frustration is, uh, they can't control me. Yeah. And they hate, oh, that yeah. I, they hate that I say no to things. They want me to just to say yes to everything and mm-hmm. to do whatever they ask. Well, and, out of fear. <clears throat> yeah. Well, they don't want to do my job either. Yeah. Well, they know like, <laughs> like, I, I mean, you're touching on something. I think we, we talk about sometimes and we allude to, especially when we go down our rants about the two party system is like, mm-hmm. people are ruling by fear and that's what they're trying to do. It's like, mm-hmm. be afraid of the outcome. Uh, so I want you to be afraid of the outcome that you might get fired if you say no. Yeah. I'm never going to say that to you, but you need to be afraid. So, and, and like to kind of bring it back around, like then you're no longer in control of the outcome. You're no longer in control of the adversity. You just have to like let things happen to you instead of making things happen for yourself. That's interesting because Lex Friedman, I was listening to an interview Lex Friedman had with a, a certain psychologist and he brought that up too concerning Canada. Like he thinks that yeah, Trudeau a certain, is a certain psychologist. Yep. Uh, he thinks that, uh, uh, that I, I see you smiling. I think I know who you're talking about. So uh, we'll just move on. That Trudeau, uh, tends to rule out of fear rather than goodwill because, um, and most leaders do, uh, because, uh, with fear, um, well, they're afraid that they'll get voted out because of the intense pressure of politics in which you have to beg for your job every two or four years, depending if you're a congressman or a, mm-hmm. or a governor or a president, right? And so you spend half your time trying to fundraise. So you're you're spending half your time trying to get people to donate money to you and your which, and whatever which is cause garbage. it is. Yep. And then you spend Bullshit. the other half begging the 
public to continue to keep you into office. Mm -hmm. So what do you actually really accomplish at the end of the day, which makes it a horrible system anyways. Yep. And so his point was, but what if they, what if they decided instead of, uh, ruling out of fear, fear that they'll lose their job or fear whatever, but instead decided to rule out of goodwill, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're, that they're actually listening to their, uh, constituents and to the people and actually working for them. Like, I think the thing with American politics is that no politician is working for you or me at all. 100%. They're not, they are only working for those that donate massive amounts of money to their campaign. Do you think term limits would fix that or would we just end up with a different type of lobbying and politician donations? Do you want a president every two years? Do you want a governor every two years? A senator? Well, no, like presidents have term limits. Yeah, I know. Senators and and house members and judicial appointees. Don't they have every four years? Don't they have four years? But they don't have limits. So a president can only serve two terms. Oh, 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 I understand what you're saying. However, like, you know, like um, senators and and, um, representatives, they can be in in Congress for 30, 40, until they die. And yeah. you get fucking assholes like Chuck Grassley and Mitch McConnell, the turkey neck motherfuckers that have like don't understand the internet and new culture and things change and yeah. like I just Patty I, Murray. I, I hate it. You yeah. know, Nancy Pelosi who's yeah. like yeah. like the worst of the worst. Yeah. Oh, it's just it's just gross. And yeah, like she is gross. I, I, so is her nephew. He's gross. I too. just I kinda just I feel <clears> like if if you like it, you need to de-incentivize getting reelected. I think it should do. Right? I think like, it should it have just, more to do with the like no more lobbying. You know, I think mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a big part of it too. I think, man, if they <laughs> if they actually spent any time with people, but they don't like people. They like their position more than they like people, and they like money more than they like anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's the power money yep. structure that I think ruins it all. I don't, I think, I think yeah. politicians maybe start out caring about people. Yeah. Um, I, I, do I think believe that they that. end up think, becoming corrupt. I think most politicians start out with good intentions, whether it's like early on and city government and mm-hmm. maybe even further through, but like once you get to that point of power, especially after you've been at the highest levels for a while, yeah. you're like, you don't give a fuck anymore. You're just trying to do things to help you and your buddies. I mean, isn't the allure of power and more money? I mean, especially when economies are bad and stuff like that, you know, it's, it's rare to find people who would rather live on principle than on uh, money or power. Dave Chappelle actually mm-hmm. had a, uh, a speech that he gave at, a university where he talked about his great grandfather and you can find this on the after school um, YouTube channel where they uh, did a little thing about it. But he said that his great grandfather, um, well, first day Chappelle started off with, he is the first person in his family who did not go to college and everyone thought he was going to wash out. And Mm -hmm. uh, his great grandfather who did go to college was uh, made a lot of money in statistics until he found out that the company that he was doing all the statistical information for was exploiting black people in South Africa. And then he quit. And, you know, he made after that a meager means and tried to keep his family afloat 
he wasn't as flush with money as he was with this job, but his principle was, was in his, in his, um, that kind of pride in, in who he was, was made more sense than the money that he was going to make. And what Chappelle was saying is that when he walked away from $50 million and, you know, he walked away from the Dave Chappelle show because they wanted him to dress up as a woman. They wanted to put him in a dress. I didn't know that. <clears throat> it's one of the reasons why. And, and honestly, if anyone listens to Mo Facts with Adam Curry, um, they do this to a lot of famous black people. They'll ask him to put on dresses and kind of ridicule him in this way. And Dave Chappelle said no. And he walked away from $50 million. And he said because there was a principle and there was a generational thing that he knew in his family that, you know, if if this goes against your principles then this is a thing that you don't do so why was it against his principles like i, I mean i'm gonna have to maybe this is a conversation for another day because i'd like to look, read up on it because i just don't know yeah well i think um, his point I was is that they they kept offering him more money to do more ridiculous things that he felt uncomfortable doing or that he didn't want to do but yeah, this is why i find it interesting because it like he was doing lots of ridiculous things at the time so yeah. Like, how but it was what he wanted to do. Line. It's what he sure. wanted to do instead of what they're asking him to do. So he wanted mm-hmm. creative control, and now they're telling him, "Well, if you do this, we'll pay you this." And I think well, that, that was too that, much. Isn't for that him. isn't that show business? Isn't that what like all the record labels yeah, sure. do? Yeah, yeah, yep. I mean, that's just selling that's out. Kind of sure. the nature of it. The people, the people that have the money get to dictate. But that's the, not. I mean, you that can was also you his... can also choose. You can also choose not to take it. Yes, but that's against his principle. And if you listen to any of his comedy he always he kind of just says whatever he wants to say and make jokes about whatever he wants to say despite if it offends people or if it doesn't offend people Um, you know what's really great is if you don't have principles you don't have to worry about that you can just sell out for any reason you want yes that's how i live my life (laughs) (laughs) so but he knows who he is he knows Mm -hmm. himself and so when that adversity came he chose the path that was hard or would be some people have thought was crazy. And then I think he said a year later, he was offered, offered $60 million to do whatever he wanted to do himself. So, yeah. um, you know, he held out on the one thing that went against his priorities and then he came back to, to the other thing. So, um, so here's, here's where I, I would have a bit of a challenge is that, um, somebody like him already has millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So saying, no, I'm not going to sell out against my principles for millions of dollars when you already have millions of dollars is a lot easier than somebody who has to make like a a survival decision based on principles. Those two decisions are very different. Like, but it also went against ten... his his reputation. When you think, yeah, well, sure. Like, so, like, I mean, this is very simplified, not entirely relevant. Um, choice but um what's like uh ed o'neill who played al bundy in yeah. in uh uh married with children like people ask him all the time like after he played that character he was typecast and people and he's a very talented actor yeah. and he was doing all like people before that show knew he was very talented mm-hmm. but then he played that character and then he was typecast as al bundy almost entirely from then on out and people would always ask him like do you regret doing that because you're so talented and maybe you could have gone on to do much other, much better things. And he's like, no, not one bit because, uh, 
there's no guarantee that I would have been able to do anything different. Um, and I guess the, the, the point is like you're making decisions without knowing the future. And sometimes you don't have that safety net. Sometimes you just need to say yes and do something that maybe is a little uncomfortable or a little, um, maybe it's even a little against, against, against your principles because you're trying to survive. And in his position at that time, maybe he was just trying to survive. And he's like, I can do this. I'm going to get paid for it. It's going to pay the bills. Uh, it's a much easier to make a principled quote unquote principled decision when there's no risk. Like, so for Dave Chappelle, the risk is zero because, okay. Yeah. So you say he's, he's losing out on $50 million, but it's not like he, it's not like the alternative is he has zero dollars. Yeah. But I don't think he cared about money. Not because he had money. I think he cared the way he describes again, it is that he, he cared more about, who he was as a person to walk away from money. And but it's and also we, easy and we know celebrities not, lose it's money. It's so easy really to easily, not care about money when you have money. Yeah, but if you don't care about money, not because you have money, but you don't care about money because it's not the most important thing in your life. I mean, he's a comedian. I mean, that's but, okay. That's already a if, very shitty job. <laughs> but, but tell me, if you had zero dollars, yeah, would you make a principal decision based on? that affected whether or not your family could eat. Yeah. Because it would go like, against I mean, who like, I am as a, as a person. If, if that people was make a choice, these, like people make these hard decisions all the time. I like, know they do. I need to feed my family. I know they do. It's against my principles, but we hear it all my the time. Family's first and I'm going to go do it. But I'm, my point is in that situation, maybe you would, but it's not, it's not as black and white as somebody who has privilege. That's choosing to not have more privilege. Yeah, Dave Chappelle does have white privilege. That's true. Not, not that privilege, but he's definitely just fine. His, the downside to him saying no is he doesn't have more money. But he also loses his reputation, which if his money runs out, but sh- he yeah, might but, okay, not so ever work again. And he'll, Maybe not, but, yeah. he, but he also likely, like, what is his net worth? I don't know what his net worth I don't know is, but I guarantee it's is. not. Not I now. Guarantee it's what was his net worth at that point? I guarantee before that was much higher than mine is now. Sure. And, and I'm sure he would be just fine. Like I guarantee that was a calculation in his mind, but like, what is, what is the negative impact of this? It wasn't just like, no, fuck that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. But even like, then, I think that, him. I think that's still better that he made a principal decision, even if he has a golden parachute that he can dive out from. I mean, that means that but just that's, means that but that's, that's just it. Like it's so easy to make that principal decision but maybe when, it wasn't for him. Maybe it was something that he struggled with. Maybe it wasn't just like, as easy as walking away. Well, no, maybe it wasn't. But if he said no, he's not going to end up living in a tent in a park. Yeah. Well, not he's right still away. Got his house. He's, he's still got his bank account. And yeah. look, okay, maybe not right away. But like, oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to get a job like all of us other schlubs. Oh, I, I, I really apologize. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but even then, like at work, oftentimes I'm told that you know hey if i just kind of bend the truth this would work out better for us sometimes and i go no i'm not going to do that and so the person who tells me this has to make the phone call themselves because they're willing to bend the truth but i'm not willing to bend the truth sure but not the same thing you're not putting your livelihood on the on the line i mean they could fire me for not being a team player yeah and you said earlier in this episode that if you get fired you don't give a shit because your wife yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. But Dana, but Dana also net? would not lie to get her job. She would take a pay cut in order to maintain her uh, dignity. Sure. 
but again, principles? again, there's there's a difference. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, and you have to make a decision as to whether or not your your children get to eat, mm-hmm. and it is a principal decision, you might make that decision differently. You and I are very privileged. That, like I know Possibly, that but, the I fact mean, that I can buy a condo on the other side of the country, uh, and we by no means are like super wealthy, but the fact that we could just decide to do it, and we did. I know that privilege. And I made a decision that was risky, but at the same time, like if I'm making decisions as to whether or not my child gets to eat, that decision is much more complicated. Yeah. I I mean, yes, I guess for some, I would still choose us to be, I would still choose to be honest and have integrity over doing a thing that would allow us to eat. I would, I would trust that being honest would be better. Sure. I don't think I would, I don't think I would deprincipalize myself for, for that. I don't, I mean, I guess that's easy for myself to say, but I mean, Dan and I, we were at points in which we, um, we were living paycheck to paycheck and eating basically frozen chicken <laughs> and udon mm-hmm. <laughs> for dinner. I mean, so, I mean, we, we understand what it means to, to not have, or to have very little or to be, mm-hmm. uh, tight. And I still would have, made principal decisions. I don't think I'd go beyond that. I don't think I could live with myself. I mean, it's the same thing with opportunities for affairs or opportunities to cheat the system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess some people can, but I don't think I could live with myself. I don't think I could look at myself. I think it would eat me up inside. I think my conscience is too strong to do something that's unprincipled. Uh, I mean, and, and again, uh, I mean, you put your put someone in a desperate situation. You know, they might choose differently. I always think about well, people do desperate things all the time. About the hiding place. Do you, did you ever read the hiding I place? No, I never did. It's, it's a true story about a a woman in Poland <clears throat> who uh, uh, kept Jews in uh, in crawl spaces in her house, and when the Nazis would come, they would have to you know, basically she was the underground railroad for, for Jews to, to hide. Mm-hmm. And she would never lie. It was a thing that she would never lie. So they would ask her, is there any Jews in there? She goes, well, do you see any Jews? I mean, she would, she would ask questions back and they would go around. But if, if they would have found them, she would have admitted that she, you know, hid them. Um, but she Isn't would, that, no, it's not lying like, right out. It's, you know, well, it's so I asking guess it a question. We've talked about, I know, but you're, you're doing like the Tucker Carlson thing. What's the Tucker Carlson like, thing? I don't listen to him. So I don't know anything about Tucker Carlson. I don't listen. To, I, I know. You, you must know listen to a lot Carlson. of Tucker Carlson. If you know, I hear about it, but he does this thing where he, he's like, I'm just asking questions, but they're very leading questions. Yeah, but that's and okay. So, like, asking questions. I mean, the person. No, I don't, I don't think it is. Is he for, asking a, questions out of dumb people? No, he's asking questions to lead them to false conclusions. It's like the best way to get somebody to side with you is asking questions that make them think exactly what you want them to think. So in this case, this is, this is, this is like the gray area. This is why things are not so black and white. Years and years and years ago, somebody described lying to me as the intent to deceive. Okay. And so I take, like she says she's not lying, but in my mind she is lying because she knows they're there. And so she's saying things to deceive somebody. And yes, I completely agree with her doing that. She should do it. She should do whatever she can to protect people's lives. But to say she's not lying, I think is disingenuous. 
Hmm. I mean, it's not an outright lie, but there is an intent to deceive. And so it depends on your definition of lying. Like, is the definition like I said something, it's categorically false, that's a lie. Or more broadly, is it the intent to deceive? Are I, you guess, I guess it would go against your conscience. Somebody? If it went against your conscience, then it's a lie. Yeah. Well, so where's that line? Mm. When I your conscience is bothered by it. Yeah. Or but also you know it goes back to this deceiving. It goes goes back to these principal decisions. Like in the face of adversity, are you going to make this principal decision? Uh, like, am I willing to give up my principles to save my family? Well, and would yes, you? Would you? I would. you would? Oh yeah. 100% okay. of the time. I wouldn't. Because my family's more important than me. I would not want my family to think less of me. Um, by well, giving up my would. principles or my no, they would. I guess it. I guess it depends on the situation. I uh, wouldn't go against it. a thing that I've taught them their whole lives, as good or bad. Um, I. Well, I what would, would be that thing? What would let's? Let, I mean, I think it's important to, to, to like quantify or at least give an example so, of what that. So that item would. So be. honesty is big with me. Mm-hmm. So it's to me, it's better to be honest and just live with the repercussions of being honest. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it makes you an asshole or whatever, at least you're an honest asshole. I've always, that's kind of where I've landed on that. And I haven't always been that way. I was quite the liar uh, for many, many, many years. And I didn't like lying and lying ended up becoming very hard because the more lies you tell, the bigger the web became and then you couldn't figure out where the lie began and it's a lot to remember and and at one point in time you know uh the lying was uh truth and uh boy is that a scary place to be when your lies are truth um and so there was a moment where i had no more lies and i put all the truth out and because i (laughs) <laughs> because I had no more lies, um, I wanted to never lie again. And instead, so here's, decide here's the to question. Just be honest all the time, regardless. And so I've taught here's my kids to be honest and, uh, you know, and then if they lie immediately say that you're lying about something. So here's the hypothetical mm-hmm. driving on the road mm-hmm. in your, in your F one fifty. Mm-hmm. And the back doors of a money truck pop open and a bag of money falls out the back, bounces into the bed of your truck, goes to your house. Okay. And you don't do anything about it. It's just sitting there, but you know, it's there. And the cops come and they say, Hey, did you take a bag of cash? And you say, do I look like somebody that would take a bag of cash? Are you in the right? Well, no, I would say I didn't take a bag of cash. This came into my, Possession when the back door of that cash truck threw open. But are you lying if you only said, I, I didn't take a bag of cash? Uh, no, I, well, I mean, yeah, because I, I would say I didn't take a bag I mean, of technically cash. you're not because you didn't take it. It just ended up in your truck. I mean, if I didn't report didn't it, you have it. <laughs> that would be another thing, right? Well, what if they said, do you have a bag of cash that came out of that truck in your possession? And you said, do I look like somebody who would take a bag of cash out of a truck? Well, that would be a lie. I mean, it wouldn't right? be a lie because I'm not a person who would take it out. So I guess that wouldn't be a lie. But I'm not answering their question forthright. No, because you're exercising your Fifth Amendment rights to silence. Yeah. Yep. 
No, but the question is like, but do you, you understand what do I'm anything. saying? I mean, I know, yeah, but, sure, I, but I, I, I'm not the kind of person that would just take a bag of cash. No, well, be, but you didn't. It just ended up in the back there. You didn't do anything about it, but you know, it's just there. But you also, well, you know, not doing anything about it would make it. me complicit to it too, right? Yeah, sure. Like but I should, I should have done something about it. Yeah, I would definitely say something. Well, okay, I know you would say something, <laughs> but if you chose not to say something and they asked you about it and you didn't say yes, I have it. Well, then I'm obviously are you, lying. Are, are you lying? I'm but, lying. But to, but that like it goes back to the original part where the original story about oh, the woman who said, "Do I yeah. look like I'm stashing Jews? Do you see any like, Jews? She's not. She's not lying. But like, well, did they the see any Jews? Like, there was no Jews around. Yeah. Well, do you see a bag of cash? Well, yeah, right? it's right in the like, back of my bed. No, maybe they don't see it. Maybe they're asking you, like, maybe they saw your truck and they don't actually see it. And they're asking you, say, do you see it? Well, that was, I was been, I've been a liar and a shyster before. So if I'm willing to not call it in, then I guess I'm, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah. But I get that you're principled. And I, that's one of the things I actually, I very much appreciate about you. Um, I just, I guess going back to the original conversation in the face of challenges that we, that we, when things are really dire holding strong to your principles is much harder. I agree with that. Like when, when the outcome, when you were faced in the choice with the choice of, do I stick to my principles or do I save my family's life? It's a much more challenging decision than just these are my principles is what I do. I mean, it's almost like the, your child is on one side of the train tracks, a whole bunch of people are on the, or the train is going to go off on the other do you save your child or do you save the hundred people in the train? Mm-hmm. Like what's the right thing to do and what do you actually want to do? Well, yes, I want to save my own child, but I mean, from a human standpoint, the right thing to do is to save the hundred. But then we justify by saying things like, well, they're probably all rapists. So I'll just save my kid. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, it would just be a difficult no, decision just, to make. I mean, you can't, you just there's no it. right answer to that question, which there is, is why no people right pose answer it. to that question. Yeah. And so that, and so like, in but you have to live with whatever decision that you make. So your yeah, your decision well, it, is principled. In these principled decisions, there's mm-hmm. no right answer, because you could anyone could argue that. Well, I mean, if someone said right. that I have to go sell drugs in order to feed my family, or my family will starve, I would not sell drugs. That would no, go you against wouldn't. My principles. However, people there are people would say if this was the thing that helped you keep your children alive. Mm-hmm. I understand why you did it. I think the biggest thing is that I believe in a afterlife. Mm. And so I, I think that my words and actions are, uh, will be taken into account, uh, after yeah, but this people life, even an afterlife that say, well, you know, I believe Jesus will forgive me for making this decision. Well, they can ask Jesus for forgiveness for sure. Yeah, and he could absolve so, you if you're, you know, if you're actually repentive. But and only if fine. you give enough money to the church. No, that's that's a that's a that's a different thing, John. <laughs> that's a different. I know it's a different thing. <laughs> you know, so I mean, if 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 I can't be forgiven, then no one can be forgiven. Honestly, uh, so I believe. So I guess that's why I think principles and purpose um, are wrapped up in my faith. If you don't have a faith, then I think it's easier to go against whatever principle that you've set in order to, uh, you know, feed your family. But where if it was like commit adultery or your family will starve, I wouldn't commit adultery. Lie or your family will starve. I probably wouldn't lie. Why? Because I know that in the afterlife that means something. And that if I believe that God is who he says he is, then I believe that he can take care of us. Or 
that to live is Christ and to die is gain. So if we die, then we're gaining anyways. So um, what's the value in the principles that are religious based? What do you mean? Well, like, like why, why would a God tell you these are the principles you should live by? Uh, because they're true. Because like, they're, but why? what makes them true? Uh, because they're, I mean, inherent because no one likes lying. No one likes being lied to. The only person who doesn't like a lie, of course, is the person who's on the other end of a lie and they know it. Um, people don't like murdering. I mean, these are. So do why mean? do you need a God? Why do you need a God to tell you that if you know that they're not good and people don't like them? Oh, cause I think people without a conscience, um, or people that don't think of any kind of, uh, there's a, a, a purpose or if there's any God, I don't think that they would, I think when push came to shove, they would, uh, they would go against those things. But if God shows himself or says, these are the things in which as humans, uh, would be best to live by, um, then I think people would, um, maybe think differently about (laughs) where they're going if there's an afterlife. Um, so I think eternity or anything eternal, um, is important for people to think about what happens after this life. If you don't think there's anything that happens in this life, then do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Um, Mm, not necessarily. Why does it matter if you, uh, raped or killed? If there's nothing that happens at the other end, you just go back into the ground. Why does that matter? Why does it matter if you raped or killed, if you can just be forgiven? Oh, because you actually understood that you did something that was devastating and horrible. But you can still be forgiven, so yeah, repent be, and yeah. move on, and yeah. don't all do it again. Well, so, I mean, all so is well. Me, I mean, you still there is a there's a punishment that you have to face here on Earth, you know. And then there's the if you're actually repentive, then you actually are upset about the thing that you did. You actually care. You actually are horrified that you did such a thing as a human being. So uh, to your point earlier, I don't need somebody to tell me that I don't want to be murdered. And uh, therefore, I don't want to murder people because I know they don't want it. But I don't need I don't need a, a religion to tell me that. No, I know. I know. Most people don't need a religion to be told that they don't want to be murdered. But there are people out there that will murder you. Yeah, and, and, they don't, and a lot of them are a lot of them are Christians, and they don't they don't really care. That's not true. Um, I'd like to there see are a lot of Christians. That. There are Christians out there who are like, uh, "Well, you're different than me, and I don't believe in what you're doing." So, like, how about people that bomb abortion clinics because they think what they're doing is wrong? I'm I know, and to, that that oh, happens weekly too. So that's or actually that's crazy. let's 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 take it to a more very specific um, um, uh, government sanctioned event: capital punishment. Okay, capital punishment. How how do you reconcile being okay with the death penalty mm-hmm. if you're against murder? Because that is murder. Uh, well, actually, death penalty isn't murder. I would argue it it's is murder. not murder. It absolutely is. Murder. I would say that if the punishment fits the crime, so if it's if you have murdered someone and then you die because you have taken a life, an innocent life of someone else, then that is just. But according to your Bible, Mm-mm. that's not your decision to make. That's not true, actually. The, the old Bible Testament, is clear that it's... The Old Testament is eye for eye. The New Testament is don't judge. 
Nope. The and New you, Testament you, is and, not do not judge at all. So where in the New Testament does it say somebody murdered somebody, go murder them? That's fine. No, it doesn't say go and murder someone if someone murdered them. It actually so doesn't. It sh- doesn't actually talk about. Uh, it doesn't actually talk about the death penalty at all, other than you reap what you sow. Yeah, it doesn't. And so it, people read into it to justify their actions. I understand. My that. point is, my point is, the Bible doesn't give you the the right to go kill somebody because nope. you don't like what they did. I agree with that. You're placing judgment on somebody. No, they're already judged by the thing that by, they did here on Earth. Yeah, but that's not our. We're not the ones to carry out the. Judgment. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. No, it's it's not an earthly judgment. It's an eternal judgment. We're not. I, I can't tell you that you're going to hell or heaven. But no, but if you, but if you but murdered, it's an eye for an eye. Somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Old Testament. Okay, so we should stone people who cheat on their husbands. I mean, sort of. Sure, why not? Or if some guy wants to come in and have sex with a man, we should let them rape my daughter. When did that happen? Someone had that sex was, with uh, a man. That's Sodom a, and Gomorrah. That's a, uh, no, story of Lot. Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. So. Yeah. How do we pick and choose what is the one we follow and the one we don't? Well, so if someone has murdered here, then uh, then the law um, here um, does whatever the law does here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, God rarely has control. If Christians are okay with uh, someone being murdered and therefore they took a life, therefore their life should be taken uh, in uh, in their place as well. Um, then that's just if it's actually murder, right? So, um, then I think that's, when is when is taking a life not murder? So when is when is it killing and not murdering? So if mm-hmm. someone broke into my house and they're attacking my family and I kill them for attacking my family, did I murder them or did I kill them? Well, that would be self defense, sure. But if you if you so, lock somebody up, so and then murder you... is intent. To hurt someone really without cause, just because you hate them, you've othered sure. them. Where killing is is mostly in self defense, right? You're, you so, know, like is is America the biggest mass murdering country of the world because they go into other countries and they they kill lots of innocents? Oh no, we don't have to go into other countries. Or are we? To mass, are we just mass murdering country? Or are we We're just the number one? We are far and away the largest mass murdering country in the on the planet. That's that's not even remotely questionable. My point is the person that is locked up that is no threat to anybody in this moment is mm-hmm. somebody's decided that it's okay to kill them. And we've and we justify it based on Well, a jury of their peers have. Sure. And we justify it and then as Christians, Christians justify the death of somebody based on the Bible. Sure. Or but, how many people they, I mean, uh, if they've actually murdered in cold blood, but then it's also making a judgment call. Yeah. They're, you're, they're you're taking someone's life based on a judgment when the Bible explicitly says not to judge. No, but the judgment is not about what happens here. The judgment is about where they spend eternity. So, so I have no control get... over where you spend eternity, but I mean, I could judge you for your actions all I want all day long here, but I can't judge where you'll necessarily spend eternity. And, and therefore, I mean, but, but even if you judge, if I, if you lied and I caught you in a lie and I said, you're a liar, am I judging you? Sure. Am I judging you incorrectly? 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, you if lied. You actually caught them in a lie. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, however, I'm so I'm judging them correctly. Therefore, so I'm not sinned. being judgy. I'm actually just being truthful. So, if a person admits that they murdered and they murdered out of cold blood, and we say, "Well, then you should have the death penalty." Well, then, okay. Then, well, what's the consequence of lying if somebody says they lied? Uh, it depends on who they lied to and what they lied about. So who okay, did they and hurt? The consequence, and who decides what the consequence of murder is? Well, right now in, in our country, it is the law of the land. So it, and that, that was, a, that was true in Rome. That state, was true in Jerusalem. I know, but it's true wherever it was as to what that okay, place that's decided fine. how so, a person was to what the consequence of that person. If, was. if our country outlaws capital punishment, okay. Are you still okay with the death penalty? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, what can but, I do about but it? But it's a lot. But it's a lot of the land. That's fine. It's okay because you just said it's okay because it's a lot of the land, but you're also okay with it because the Bible says it's okay. I don't think the Bible explicitly says it's okay, uh, but I, I think the Bible says like explicitly like, hey, if this person murders, then they should be murdered. But I think the principle of what the Bible teaches is that if a person cold blood murders a person, then their life also should be, but it doesn't mean their eternal life is necessarily taken away from them. Like Jeffrey, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, who's the other Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Him too. Um, no, who was the, uh, Ted Bundy. So, um, Ted Bundy was interviewed by a Christian prior to his death penalty. And he agreed that he should die. Mm-hmm. And, and he repented of his sins. And he said the regret he had was the teenage girl that he raped and murdered. Mm-hmm. And he admitted that he was sick and he had, and he talked about where he, where he felt the most power and he so, understood he was conscious of everything. And he, he felt that he deserved what he was going to get because that was just, and I, and I think the biblical principle is, is that which is both true and just. So I don't think a person should be uh, be put on death row um, if it's unjust. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in that. I believe that if they admit their guilt, and that you know, usually if a person admits their guilt, or if they're like you know, oh yeah, I I fucking killed all those people. Okay, I mean then yes, then you should also pay that same penalty. And theirs is probably a nicer penalty than what they provided their victims. Probably true. Okay. So, so in that, I think that is both true and just. And so I think what God is concerned about is what is truthful and what is just. Now, if Christians do things that are untruthful or unjust in the name of God, I don't think that's sanctioned by God in any way whatsoever, just because they say it is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the line that I usually, you know, so abortion bombings, am I for abortion? I am not for abortion because I think it's murdering. So should I murder those who murder others in that sense? That's probably not a thing that I would have done at, at all, but I can't see that, you know, to justify that as to murder for murder, because those people don't think that they're actually murdering. And if so, then maybe the law of the land should be changed. And I think that is an eternal punishment, in which God will judge them by what they've done. Just like I think the same thing that happens with uh, trans activists today. I think it's a millstone they put around their neck. God will judge them. 
I'm not going to go Wait, out how, and start kill people how that so? are what do you for mean? trans. What do, you mean trans- what do you mean trans activists? You think that they'll be judged because they're I think because they support mastectomies for 13 year olds. Yeah. But they don't. They do. They do. Oh, no, they do. They do. No, they don't. They do. It happens all the time. No, it doesn't. It does. It's such a scare tactic line of bullshit. It's not a scare tactic. There are several liberals and scientists that actually fight against this because they see it happening. I have actually read detransitioners that from an early age, they were encouraged to not only take hormone therapy to stop their periods and stop their hormone growth, but to actually have mastectomies. It's not, but it's and also to have mastectomies or if they're male to have their uh, penises chopped off at young ages. It happens. It's not a scare tactic. It is a scare tactic. It's not. It it absolutely is. (laughs) It's not. It's absolutely no, so they, not. They use the thirteen-year, the thirteen-year-old um, age because that's the age that a child is, in, at least in the state of Washington and other states, is allowed to admit themselves into the hospital. Mm-hmm. But hospitals don't actively give body-altering surgeries to thirteen-year-olds. Okay. Okay. If you say so. Yeah, I, do I think say I, so. I think there's some out there that absolutely do. Or they recommend it, and then they start putting them on hormone therapies. And and in fact, most of those places where they say they provide um, care mm-hmm. for transgender and gender confused teens, mm-hmm. care is mostly therapy. Sometimes, yes, it's it's hormone suppression, mm-hmm. which, which is, is not dangerous. a terrible thing. Oh, it's yes, not it super, is. It, yes, it's it is. Not, it's not that different than taking extra oh. hormones after a woman goes through menopause. Oh, it's super dangerous. It's super it's, dangerous, John. It's not, but you're also <laughs> the person. I don't trust what you're saying because you're also the person that said the COVID vaccine was super dangerous and yeah, it's been. Proven I don't not trust. Today. Actually, it has. Oh my god, <laughs> it has not. It has. A group of German not. scientists have just put out a paper that talked about how dangerous it was, both with myocarditis uh, and with um, other seizures that have happened, specific, including specific including the eight mice. That they have tested it on in no human trials. Eight mice? Oh eight my mice and no oh human God. trials. See, this is the difference. So in these ways, instead of looking at it objectively, I think you're using your liberal mind in order to look at these things. And, and I think that you believe that because – do you think pharmaceuticals would do nasty things to human beings regardless of what the outcome is in order to make money? Of, of course they would. So why is and the cognitive dissonance between this this vaccine, and it might be because you took it and I didn't, this vaccine from yes, a pharmaceutical exact, company exactly that has done evil things to people and has actually spent billions of dollars in paying fines for the evil things they've done, and saying that the vaccine is good from the same pharmaceutical company who had killed people that they had to pay fines from and are protected by the government. Like the cognitive dissidence on this is mind blowing to me sometimes from people who say, no, it's safe and effective. Although this company has killed people before. It's the same thing as saying, I agree with my government, but my government's a piece of shit. It's <laughs> the dissidence to me is, is so vast. Sometimes it's like, what are you talking about? I either okay, either they're so- a terrible government or pharmaceutical company who only care about profits over people or wanna, okay. they actually care about people and they want to hurry up and do this. 
you're going down this 100% mistrust. And while I do believe that pharmaceuticals are in it for the money, I don't believe that they 100% are just doing shitty things to people because it makes them money. Because they can do things that are good for people that also make them money. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. And the studies that people point out are like one-off random events. Like 50 people out of 200 million people getting blood clots is not an epidemic problem of a vaccine. 50 people That's is a- enough to shut down the, uh, the first SARS vaccine killed 50 yeah, but, people back in the 70s. That- but that was 50 and more people. people have died from this vaccine than that, and they continue to no. push it. <laughs> Hardly yes. anybody's died from this vaccine. People have died after getting the vaccine. There is a difference, a massive difference. Which shows that the vaccine was worthless, anyways, then, right? No. Oh. The, the, diff- the difference is most of the people who died after getting the vaccine were going to die anyway. However, people like to correlate the two when mm. the correlation and causation are not the same thing. Right. Somebody who is already old and dies of natural causes after getting the vaccine did not necessarily die from getting the vaccine. So what's the point of VAERS? What's VAERS? VAERS is the, uh, the, the website that nurses and doctors go to when there's a vaccine, uh, when there's an adverse uh, effect from a vaccine, and they, they log it into the FDA. Well, it should be va- – so that's a different th- – Okay. So when they say this person got the vaccine and then they showed adverse effects to it. If somebody gets a vaccine and then three weeks later dies of a heart attack, they did not die from the vaccine. Oh, but they had no other heart problems prior to the vaccine. But a lot of times they did. If you're giving vaccinations to people in old folks homes, there is a certain portion of that population that was going to die. But it wasn't just old folks. It was it was actually healthy. What's the percentage? What's the actual percentage of people that were dying from the vaccine? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't have it in front of me. I don't have it up. But I know that there was a, enough of a number that if this was 1974 when that first SARS vaccine and 60 Minutes did a whole big uh, do you rem- expose do you, on it. Do you want to know what the actual percentage is? Yeah. Do you have Point, it? 0.07 percent. Okay. And how many people is that? Uh, not a lot, actually. And to your point of. There's a problem with the vaccine. What happened when there was a, a fear that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was causing blood clots? What'd they do? They pulled it. They did yeah. until they could study it further. Sure. And then they found that it wasn't actually causing blood clots in everybody, and they gave recommendations Yeah, not in it. everybody. So it actually- Only some people. The system actually, yes, it was a very specific portion of the population okay. that was having issues to it. Yeah. So- and argue against your point, the system actually worked in that case. It did exactly what it was meant to do. And it is verifiable that people who got the vaccine were less likely to get severe reactions when they got COVID. See, what I what I think is happening is that uh, I think they lie. I think they lie. I think that they... I know, but, that's, but you can't I just think go that through they, life thinking everybody's lying when it doesn't fit your narrative. No, I, I certainly can. Like, you, like you just well, you can, but like you're just going through this down this road of, like you, you, you can't just say, well, I don't believe that's true, so it's not true. Well, I'm not because, saying that. 
I'm saying I'm saying that there are a lot of independent journalists and reporters and scientists that have looked at all of these things. And because they're small and they're not mainstream and because they're not, uh, you know, I mean, do you think scientists can be corrupted with money? So I can go. Do you the think scientists and, can be corrupted oh, okay. with? So here's with here's their jobs or with money. I mean, here's where we what have I'm thinking is, is that there are people that, out there that will lie to say whatever narrative that whatever regime yes, is in in order to do the yes, thing that they want to do. I fully agree with you. Okay. Alex Jones is the number one person who does that. I'm sure. I think, I think money. Joe Biden does it. I think Donald Trump does it. I think our sure, government how does do you it. Pick and choose. How do you pick and choose? Well, I so pick like, and choose by like, the fact okay. that if the government says a thing like the cognitive dissonance between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris saying they would not take Donald Trump's vaccine, and then as soon as they're in power, they tell everyone to go take the same exact fucking vaccine. No, that didn't tells happen. They me, took yes, the it did. Before. Oh no, my god, John! It's no, so it well documented. I can't even believe this. Like. So I listen to No Agenda. I know you're not a listener to No Agenda. They document this. They have all of these receipts. They have all the video from when the people said these things over and over and over again. And it you won't find this on the also, Young Turks on, or anything like on, that. You'll find on, this on people on. who are actually paying Let's attention. Deep, Let's take a deep breath. The Pfizer vaccine mm -hmm. was not Trump's vaccine. He had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. It was German-based. Mm. So saying it was Trump's vaccine is bullshit. That it was the same vaccine up. that he was no, working with. It is just straight. No, he had nothing to do with it. You don't think he had received, anything to do with that no, vaccine. Pfizer received no money for it. He took credit for it, but Pfizer received zero dollars from the U.S. government to manufacture that vaccine. Please send they me that it. link. They bought it from Please Pfizer. Please send me that Pfizer link. Pfizer is a German company. I would love to see why that link. Would, why would Trump send money Please to Germany? send a country me. that actively says Trump is a well, fucking Because idiot. everything's paid for by Pfizer. This, no, it's not just Pfizer. This advertisement like is paid gonna, for by Pfizer. If you were going to give money to a company or a vaccine, why wouldn't it be Johnson Johnson that was producing it in the United States? I don't know. Send me the link that shows this. I would like to know this. Send me the link that says that, that Pfizer made no money off the COVID-19 vaccine. No, that's a different conversation. They oh, absolutely that's did. That's what you just said. They made no money. No, no, off no, 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 no. I didn't say that. I said that the government didn't give them money to research it and develop it. The government did buy those vaccines from them. Oh yes, but Trump. Trump oh, I don't didn't think that accelerate they... <laughs> their research. It wasn't the Trump vaccine. Biden didn't say I won't take that vaccine. Yes, he did. It had nothing to do. Yes, with Yes, he did. They played those sound bites on No Agenda, where both Kamala and Trump said, or Biden said, they would not take the Trump vaccine. You didn't have to send me that because that sounds like bullshit. I would love to send that to you. <laughs> hey, send it to me right now. Find it right now. I can't find it right now. We're live on uh, on our podcast here. Yeah, well, that's I don't know. That sounds like total. But I could definitely find I, it and send it to you because yeah, they both so, said that they would not. They would. They do not trust the Trump vaccine. The Trump vaccine. That's, mm -hmm. It's not even a Trump vaccine. The Pfizer vaccine has nothing to do with Trump. Like zero, nothing. Well, of course it doesn't. But he always said. She doesn't trust Kamala Harris says she doesn't trust Trump regarding COVID-19 vaccine. Kamala Harris said thing. she would not take a Trump recommended vaccine. That's not the same thing. Yes, it is. She said she no, would not, not take the vaccine that Trump said everyone okay. should take. Yes. Okay. So tell me what Trump said we should take. <laughs> oh, I don't know which one he said he should. You take. know what he said we should take? Huh. Ivermectin. No, he also talked about the vaccine. No, yes, he, he said did. the exact. Uh, no. Dude. 
It was called Projects like what? Speedlight or Warp Speed. Speed. See, even you know. And also, and also, tell me. <laughs> and what that's the vaccine they said tell that he would shouldn't take. Which one? Which one? Tell me which vaccine. Well, I don't know which what vaccine? was what no, was. No, you don't know. You're just spewing bullshit. No, I can't find it right off the bat. No, it. That's the point. It's Warp not Speed bullshit. Has nothing to do with Pfizer. It's total bullshit. It's spin and headline garbage. It's not spin. So, okay, no, you're connecting. You're saying. Kamala Harris was saying she wouldn't take a Trump recommended vaccine. Yes. But there is there is nothing else after that. But you're assuming that means that she's saying the COVID vaccine, as in all COVID vaccines, she wouldn't take. No. She said she you're would not take the one that, that Trump. Exist. Yes. But the you're Trump vaccine. But you are connecting dots that don't exist. What do you mean? So she what says Trump, don't is, take the vaccine that Trump what, recommends. What is the Trump vaccine that Trump and then, recommended? What is the one he recommended? What was the vaccine? I mean, I got to search it here. I know, but you're connecting a dot that doesn't exist. You're saying she said I wouldn't take the one he recommended, but you're not connecting it to any of the vaccines that actually exist. You're just saying he's, she's saying I wouldn't take any COVID vaccine. You're making up. No, she said I will not take the vaccine that Trump recommends. And what is that vaccine? I don't know. I got to look at that's up. the connection you're not making. Well, why do I have to make it? The fact is, is that it's the same one that they turned around. No, and- you have to make it because you're saying that she's saying I wouldn't take any COVID vaccine, but that's not what she said. Okay. Well, as soon as I find it, I'll let you know. I'm just saying, like, you're saying that it's like, oh, well, that applies to all vaccines. Trump's vaccine but endorsement. That's not, but that's not what she said. Let's see. What was Trump's vaccines endorsement? Like there's a part of the story that's missing, and this is where we get we get fucked up in our conversations as we read these headlines. I don't think it's fucked up. I think I think it's politics, and and you're, I mean, we're we're arguing over a political point. It's not a political point. Sure, you're, it is. You're spinning a narrative that is not a complete story. No, I'm sp- the narrative I'm spinning is that all vaccines care about profits over people. I do not think that. Pharmaceutical companies that is, give yes, a shit about saving fine. your life. Separate conversation. Okay. And I do not think Separate the government gives a shit about saving your life. So I come fine. into Separate conversation. It's not a separate conversation. It actually feeds into this because if I put on the glasses that I put on says the government and these pharmaceutical companies do not care about you. They do not care. They would rather make money over protecting you. Okay, okay, so why would so why would Harris say not to take a vaccine when she's in on it? Oh, she would tell you not to take a vaccine so that because this was before Biden was elected. So this is a political okay. move in order for her and Joe Biden to win the election over Donald Trump. Because if she said, Well, I would definitely take the Trump vaccine, then of course everyone would be like, Oh, well, Trump were, wins. Except they were all telling people to take the vaccine through the whole process. Yeah, but they wouldn't take the f- Trump vaccine. But what is the Trump vaccine? That's what that's the piece you're missing, that connection. Because you're making a leap from I President wouldn't Trump, Trump has vaccine, said we can expect that must apply to all vaccines. Can you hear this? Sometime during the month of October, vice no. presidential candidate Senator Kamala Harris said she's not sh- so sure like, when it I comes to trusting that that is an what the president that's said. Fine. The jump that is being made that is, is I can't hear it. The jump that's being made that's misrepresentative is saying the Trump vaccine and then applying it to all vaccines. 
I wasn't saying all vaccines. I was saying she said Kamala Harris says no, she doesn't trump COVID. That, trump on COVID nineteen vaccine. What, one of your arguments against being vaccinated was that Kamala Harris and Joe Biden wouldn't even take the vaccines. No, that wasn't an argument against the vaccines. I was saying that's how that it, as that's a how political, it started. No, it wasn't. That's how it all started. No, it wasn't. That's exactly how it all started. No, it wasn't. I it was showing that they use it as a political punt, a of political football, rather than actually something that saves assholes. your life. So I actually don't think that the vaccine sure. is a safe and effective thing. I think it's a football that they use to punt around and Americans will go for it because, you know, oh, my team, your team, this team, that team. And I don't think the pharmaceuticals give a shit and I don't think the governments give a shit. And I think the pharmaceuticals are feeding into the government in which that the, the pharmaceutical says this and the government says, yes, I'll go ahead with this. And then, the, you know, out of fear, the American public says, well, I'll fucking take it because I don't want to fucking die. And. I don't think they care either way. I don't think the government's like, yes, you should take this. Otherwise you won't die. I think the government is like, yes, you should take this and fucking vote for me when the election comes, because I said you should take this or, Oh, that asshole says you should take the vaccine. Fuck you. Don't take that vaccine. You know, I, I think they use it as a, as a punt. I don't think it's an actual thing. And I think the companies are like, yeah, we tested this on a couple of human beings, but we can't tell you what the actual number is or anything like that. Or we can't tell you any data on it other than we think it's 98% effective. Oh, fuck. Two years later, it's only 12% effective. Well, at least it's effective. So we weren't wrong on that. So that wasn't a lie. Um, nope. That's also, um, that's, that's misrepresenting actual facts around the way vaccines and viruses work. Okay. Because we because vaccines mutate, and that's why the vaccine that we had two years know, ago is not I as effective the, now. Viruses, it's a flu. viruses mutate. Yeah. Yes. So I understand that. I understand that. However, we're also going through the largest clinical trial of a vaccine in human history, and it has been yes, live human shown, trials. Yeah, it's been shown to be safe and effective. I mean, I haven't taken it, so I know you haven't. Not but but you're safe and effective for me. But I'm not. I'm not saying I took it and I've been fine, so it must be fine. That's a one-off. That's anecdotal, and that that's not that's not actual data. My one story is not actual valid data. Not when it comes to mass conversations about whether or not things are effective. Yeah. So, well, my bottom line with when it comes to pharmaceuticals hey, Wes, and did did the pharmaceutical vaccines. companies make money off the polio vaccine? Oh yeah, they made money off the polio vaccine. And do we have polio? Yes, we do. It's running rampant through the sewers of New York right now. It is coming back, yes, but that's because we no longer vaccinate against polio. Mm. Yeah, so it didn't actually eradicate it. No, but it no. was it, like the, the cases of polio were gone for a very long time. Sure, but I think when they offered vaccines for polios, I think that was a different time. So if I consider that's the, a, the that, political climate of FDR... And pharmaceutical companies and pharmaceutical companies today and our political climate today, I think, I think we're talking about two different animals. Mm, I don't know. I think pharmaceutical was- companies, I think scientists were genuinely at that day and age. Um, a, we're not in the government's pocket. Are and- you talking about the time when women who had hysteria were vibrated to, to, to orgasm to get rid of the hysteria science sure. yes science well science is always science. right but i think that the people who created <laughs> polio vaccine um i don't think those scientists were you know as concerned about profits as much as helping people 
um, as they are now. I think it's a different animal. And and the uh, Vietnam War was purely about stopping communism. Well, obviously. I mean, why else would you not drop <laughs> mines in neighboring countries all over the place? <laughs> Everyone before 1992 was pure of heart. No, I'm not saying that either, but I am definitely saying that. I think pharmaceutical companies have shown themselves to be much more profit-oriented than they were before. Yeah, sure. I absolutely, I, I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily make what they're doing wrong. Just because profits are important. Like, okay. I mean, so I disagree. The, I, I think they, here's put, here's I think they put money over you. I think they, I think they love money well, more course, than they love you. Court, of course they do. Okay. Um, however, without the money in it, we wouldn't get the advances in medical science that we have. If there was no money, there would be no reason to pump money into solving these problems. Yeah, but it's, I think they would no, get, I think they I think they drop their principles of of actually thinking about how this affects a human for the money. Even though it might advance some, certain other things. They might even they might even consider that might be the greater good even though it it might, well, you know. However, a less impactful less physically important argument or um, example is Without money and tech, we wouldn't be having video conference right now and being able to see each other's faces across the country. I mean, that's okay with me. If everything was, I know it's, I know you're okay with it, but if everything was open source, mm-hmm. the tech we have now would be nonsense because there's no money in it. Money is what advances and has for a very long time advanced technology that makes our lives arguably better. I think money actually controls our lives more than advances and makes our lives better. I think you could have, uh, I know as an environmentalist or someone who's conscious about the environment, I think you could have had uh, less coal and oil um, producing or using things um, maybe a century ago um, if it were not for big conglomerate companies that cared about money Mm -hmm. and the plastics and the plastics Plastics, that have given us um, all kinds of diseases and cancers. Fully agree. Um, so I think money has corrupted those things rather than has actually, I think people thought about money more than they thought about people. On a, on a less contentious issue. Mm-hmm. You know what pisses me off now? Oh, the also, plastics but, company. Wait a minute. I, I do want to iterate this. I love you. Oh, I know. I love you too. Okay. <laughs> That's why I like uh, arguing a, with you. Cause at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean, I know that. I know. <laughs> I know. You think I'm crazy. I think you're a little crazy. <laughs> But that's okay because that's spice of life. Um, at the, um, uh, the grocery stores now mm-hmm. have reusable plastic bags that just double thickness regular plastic bags that they're giving too. away for free now. It's oh, like, oh, well, free there. It's eight cents yeah, here. Or like five cents, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. But eight it's cents. Like, how, do we, how do we pack more plastic into a bag that somebody's not going to use again? Yeah, that's what they figured out how to do. I know. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Microplastics. Too. Microplastics. You know, they had electric cars before uh, oil came in and they had so much oil. They were like, hey, what do we do with all this fucking oil? Oh, I know. Why don't we make uh, like the first cars were electric cars? Yes, they were electric cars. (laughs) Like it's just. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah, it does. I know. It's crazy, right? And now energy's. And now we're like, oh, what a fucking new invention. Electric cars. It's not. Well, and uh, like I, the electric, we're actually pushing up against like two hours. I love it. (laughs) But that's fine. The electric car thing. Because I think people too. finally get the, the essence of you and I <laughs> and, 
and how we like when we what drink like, and we're not really actually <laughs> drunk i mean you might be you went to that bourbon thing but no i i took three hours off that's to cool start this okay like, good i just i turned it off and then came home but you and i this is this is the different perspective that i like that yes. you and i we love I, each other i, I love yes. you a lot actually and and yet i know that we're going to differ vastly oh, like yeah. the chasm is wide on these certain issues here mm-hmm. which is great it actually, our pro- it's iron sharpening iron. It just, it just helps it me. It's well, it's fun. Think and about will, my own position. Yes. It and, forces me. It challenges me to not be a headliner. Mm. Well, me you know, too. Like, you I know, mean, like, I, oh, I, I, you were this thing I read and like, and then, and not even like a lot of these articles I read, but then all I remember is like the highlight, mm-hmm. which is the highlight that somebody gave me, which is often bullshit Yeah, or skewed one way or the other and it's the thing that makes you emotionally remember. charged yeah so exactly. you'll always remember exactly. the emotionally charged part mm-hmm. so back yeah, to electric I'm cars yes. you know why we need cars that go 400 miles on a charge because we've been told that's what we need and the reality is most of us only drive 30 to 40 miles at a time so why can't we just have a car i drive that 400 makes... miles every day you huh? do yes but i don't like my commute is a mile yeah Maybe, well, it's, uh, maybe it's two miles, but it's like two miles there, two miles back. If I had a car that could drive me 30 miles at a time on a charge, that would be just fine. Make it cheap, make the battery small, make it light. Why do we have to have these cars that go 400 miles and we're like depleting the, the, um, uh, the precious minerals that we need to make these long running cars. And, yeah. Where do like, we get those from? Gina. Vagina, Russia, Russia and China. Yeah. Like, why don't? Why can't? Why? Why doesn't? Why doesn't uh, Chevy come out with a car that's like, hey, here's a cheap piece of shit. It's ten thousand dollars, and it'll get you to the grocery store and back. Might come. Runs like, on. Crickets. That's what. That's what we should have. Like the, the who killed the electric car? That car that they built went a hundred miles. Well, that was the Rothschilds. Well, fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. There was an electric car that people loved. I only made a hundred of them. I think it only went about a hundred miles, and people were like, "Yes, I want this car. Let me keep it." Yeah, the court. Nope. The, the Corbet. The Corbett oh. report actually did a uh, two-part series called the um, about the oily the oil garkies and mm-hmm. how they destroyed the electric car industry and how they manipulated Tesla as well because mm-hmm. uh, Nikolai Tesla was basically trying to make free energy. Uh huh. And, and they wanted uh, to be able to control it. Yeah, and they wanted, and because there's no, there's no profit in free. Yeah, you know what? You know what else killed the electric car? Hmm. There's no moving parts, so the maintenance is almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. So the, there's a whole the industry af- that has the to, aftermarket parts yes. industry was yeah. up in arms about no oil filters and spark plugs and all of the other bullshit yep. that goes along with maintaining a car long term. Yep. That they've told you every three thousand miles you have to replace, even though it's not true. Yep. So when I listen to every single politician, when I listen to every single one of these lobbyists and Pete Buttigieg and all these guys, I don't, I don't hear anyone that makes any comments. They're saying all the right things to get people frothed up in some kind of emotional thing about, you know, um, fossil fuels and electric and all this stuff. But there, there's nothing like what you said. There's no reasonable common sense, anything. Mm-hmm. No, I want, I want actual actionable specific items, not headlines, not yes. rally cries, sure. not rah-rahs. But, but we're never going to find it anymore from our government. I mean, no, well, I, we don't I, think, 
I think if we demanded it, we would get it, but we, we don't, demand we do it. demand it. We're told not to demand it. <laughs> the propaganda is not to demand it, but we do demand it. And, but we're told to shut up and ask for the lesser thing. So one of the things that, uh, uh, Dave Chappelle said is that people make decisions whether something is better or worse, whether other than it, if it's good or bad and people who think only in terms of better or worse are more easily manipulative because mm-hmm. they'll concede. And yeah, so, well, it's like, it's like voting for the, the lesser of, lesser two, of two evils, evils like, which frustrates me I, so I don't much. want that. I don't want it either, which is why I don't vote on a federal level <laughs> because it it's like, why, why do I got to pick between Satan and Satan? I don't want to pick between Satan and Satan. I want to like pick. Be- <laughs> it's like Satan and little Nikki. Really? <laughs> Something, you know, I just, I want, I want someone who's just common sense. I just want common sense. And, but there, that doesn't, that's not a thing anymore. So what we have to do is then we have to think about, I have to think about, how do I become self-reliant mm. more and more so that I'm not reliant on the government or any federal thing or even any state thing, but I'm reliant on myself and those that I have in my inner circle, if that makes sense. But they've created the systems that require you to be reliant on the system. I know, but you can break free from that. It's not fun. It's part of the adversity that we talk about. We have to go buy a hundred acres yeah. with its own water source. Yeah, or you can start small though. You can start in your own <laughs> yard. And actually, I mm-hmm. told my neighbor, uh, the FDA or the USDA has done this thing where they want you to, if you have a, a victory garden in your home, mm-hmm. they want you to register your victory garden. <laughs> Why? That doesn't make any sense at all. Because then it can become a community garden. No, fuck that. That's just it though. Right. So because they want regulation, they want to know who's building a garden or a farm farm in their yard farm. You want my five peas that are growing outside, (laughs) I guess. But you know, my neighbor, I have a neighbor behind us and I I told him this because they usually have this amazing garden. They're very, very good. They have green thumbs and they will give all of their leftover crop to the food banks and stuff. And I, I said, that's fantastic. Continue doing that. Yeah. And they're like, the food bank doesn't even ask. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, don't register it though. (laughs) Cause if they come around saying you need to register your garden, say no. Um, I said, that would be my opinion. You can do what you want. Cause I don't want to tell them what to do, but, but that's the, that's the thing though, is that how do we become more and more dependent on ourselves and, and maybe our neighbor or our friends, Mm -hmm. which is great because it's community based rather than government based. You know what they do to keep you from being able to to donate and supply other people with the food that you produce that is excess? What's that? They make these weird regulations. It's like, well, do you have a license? And if you don't have a license, you can't give it. Like, has it been tested? Does it have E. coli? Like, yeah, like you have to go through all this rigmarole. And it's like, well, we're really protecting you. And like, it's a fucking head of lettuce. Wash it. It'll be fine. I know. I know. It's an apple. It grew in my yard. I'm eating them. Yeah. Just, it's fine. Just yes. have it. It's like growing it your own. If you grew it your own in your own backyard. Yeah. Do you think, like, this is a total, I mean, it's related, but not sequitur. Do you think the the uh, food industry is, like, lobbying to make these rules to keep you from being self-reliant? I do. 
I do. I think it's because so. it takes money away from them. Uh huh. Yeah, I completely agree. Oh like, I think God, Foster Farms agreeing. God, I, want I think Foster Farms right hates the this like proliferation. Farms. I think Tyson of, hates it. I think I think they hate this proliferation of home chicken coops. Yeah. Or where whoever the big chicken or the egg manufacturers are. Yeah. Like, I think they hate it. The factory farms. I think they hate it. Do you? I agree. How far away are you from New Hampshire? Uh, uh, two states. Okay. Is it like a far drive? No. <laughs> okay. Things are so, so close there. So I next, like New Hampshire. Oh man, I'm trying to I'm trying to go to Norway in June next year, but Porkfest mm-hmm. is in New Hampshire in June, and it's the Free State Project uh, 19th annual festival. At is that Rogers. a porn, con- porn convention? Pork fest, not porn yeah, fest. Pork- no, no, pork fest. It's a it's a huge libertarian festival. Oh, where they all get around and pork each other. Yeah, and they pork each other. Mm. It sounds like something I don't want to have anything. It's the it's part of the Free State Project, Liberty mm-hmm. in Our Lifetime. Speaking of pork, do you know a lot of people don't eat pork now because pigs are smart? Yeah, I don't care. They're tasty too. Yeah, I think they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, John, I have I have enjoyed our conversation tonight. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk about adversity another time because we got off on some rabbit trails, yeah. which I think are fun. I need and, I uh, need a I need a, a three second jump because I'm out of drink. Oh, I gotta go find a whiskey. I'll be right back. Oh my god, I gotta pee so bad. That's why I'm trying to get off this. All right, he's off, folks. He's running around. I am shaking my legs because I have to pee. I'm sure you've all been there before. I have to pee really bad. You didn't hear me say I have to pee super bad. I heard it. Okay. What are you pouring? Uh, I got... uh, This is... Actually, I want to do this for another podcast. Is this This Heritage? It's Heritage. Dual barrel. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Collection. Heritage. You motherfucker. Yeah. Do you have it? Do you have it? I found it at the... At the Total Wine the other no, day. No, you did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Total Wine over here. Oh, my God. I have I have Heritage's uh, Distiller Reserve, which I put in a bottle for you. That's funny. <laughs> I was going to bottle Heritage, this and send it back to you. I have Heritage's uh, Elk Rider because when Dana and I – see, look. When Dana and nice. I went to um, uh, Squim on our way back, we stopped by Heritage's – um, distillery. Yeah, their production facility out there. Yeah, and we did a uh, we did a little tasting, and I brought hey, a couple yeah. bottles. So the bottles that I gave you, if you see what's written on there, I think one of them is one of these heritage things. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah. that's that's fun. Dual well, barrel. So I bought I bought the I bought the dual barrel because okay. I was like, oh, I can have this here, and I know it's going to be available okay. in Seattle. So. All right. Well, we could we could do we could do a heritage night. Okay, we'll do a heritage night. Talk about our feelings. Okay, brother, I love you. I love you too, Wes. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for everything that uh, you bring to the table. I appreciate your conversation well, and your opinion you and too. your viewpoint as it challenges mine. So, cheers <laughs> to you, brother. Same, same. Cheers. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh, that doesn't sound as good. <laughs> that was so so bad. Here, well, one more. Okay. All right, we'll we'll end with that. All right. That was weak sauce. Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Bye.